0: These update for August 25th, 2019. I'm Cole I'm Patrick Mifflin.
1: I'm Brandon Perkins. I'm Chris Allogy. And I'm Daniel Victoria.
0: Uh, it's uh, Gamescom week. Uh, a lot of big announcements coming out of there. And some... Announcements that are more relevant to us, but didn't quite get uh, the uh, notoriety that uh, I would have expected them to, but we'll get yeah. to those in a moment. Uh, and, we, of course, we also got our uh, usual assortment of industry shenanigans, because oh yeah, be a week without, As you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. without some, somebody being upset about something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's just get right into it. Uh, so, we've been playing some stuff this week. Uh, I've been playing Wreckfest. And the more I play this game, the more I like it. <laughs> it's just stupid fun. It it really is. Uh, it's not particularly realistic. Uh, it be, that should be uh, you know pretty obvious by yeah. you know, just looking at the trailers and noticing that your driver gets ejected at every second turn for no apparent reason. Uh, but that's fun. That that never really gets old. Uh, that was kind of. Uh, one of the trademarks of uh the flat out series that Bugbear did previously before they lost the license to that. Mm. So they just basically made the same game with a different name. So well, I'm okay with that. Um yeah, it's it's a lot it's a lot of fun. I mean if you're a fan of Destruction Derby and you've been wanting something like that and nobody else is really making that kind of game, um, this is it. It's it looks great. The play is really good. Um yeah, it's just a lot of fun. So, cool. Yeah. Uh, check it out. Uh, I'll probably have a review up in the next few days. Uh it's it's a racing game, so naturally I don't have to go all too too uh too too far with it. But uh yeah, it's good stuff. Um so how about you, bet
2: Fighting games. Just in the middle of getting the next World Warriors update uh put together. I'm playing as much as I can and it's just nice to be getting back into that um that mindset of playing fighting games again, because I was away from them for a long time.
3: Hmm.
2: And so it's just a good feeling. And uh, other than that, not much. I, I'm i checking in periodically on Final Fantasy 14 for my um, financial holdings. But <laughs> other than that, there's not a whole lot going on there at the moment, probably until 5.1 drops.
0: Hmm. So... You you basically just gone through all the content already. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, all right. So how about you, Brennan?
4: Uh well, I'm still playing Fire Emblem. Um, I'm now, uh, playing the Blue Lions Arc, so it's my third time in the campaign. Uh not. I will say that of all the three campaigns I've played, this game, this one probably has, like, the most amount of, like, emotional turmoil over the nature of battle than the other two do. I mean... I thought so. Yeah, I mean, Edelgard can get pretty dark at times, you know, because she's very aware of the type of action she's taking, and even though she's she's convinced that what she's doing is for the greater good, she's under no illusions of the damage that she's done especially when you got someone like Hubert at her side. <laughs>
3: um
4: but the one with Dimitri and everything, uh you know, it's it's a bit more uh, there's yeah, they get a it gets a bit more a little bit more I guess you could say Sturm and Drug or whatever they call it. The uh, it's a bit more emotional, I mm. guess. Because, like, one, okay, so, like, here's something. Basically, uh, the first, like, real mission you have in this game, like, already there's, like, you know, like the, because, like, I, like I say in my review, basically every month your class has a mission that they have to go out onto. Uh, and the first battle you have before that, you know, is the sort of mock battle between the three houses, which is supposed to sort of teach you how the, like regular battlefield tactics work, but then there's one after that where you have to go out and take care of these bandits that are out on this uh, place called the Red Valley. And every time, and it's also the first time that all the units in your battle actually have to kill someone. So every time they kill their first, uh, their first. Enemy in that particular mission, uh, they actually have like their own, I don't want to say monologue because it's not particularly that long, but it's sort of the emo, um, them sort of coming to terms with the fact that they just killed somebody. And, uh, let's just say that with Dimitri's house, it's very, very, uh, obvious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so. I'm hoping next week I can either play Control or Astral Chain. Um, Control, for those you who know, that's the game that comes out Tuesday. That's the new game from Remedy. You know, the people behind Max Payne and Alan Wake and um, Quantum Break. Pick- yeah, yeah, which was, you know, okay. Um, and I really want to play that. But also coming out Friday is Astral Chain. And Astral Chain is the new game from Platinum and it's a lot of the the main designer and game director of that is also, like, one of the big direct game designers and directors on Nier Automata, and it also looks amazing. Uh, the character, the art direction is done by Matsu, Matsu, uh, Matsukazu Katsura. Oh! Yeah. Hell yes. So, uh, I gotta do some... A little bit of of financial trickery next week if I'm going to play one of those. Um, But yeah, that's what I've been doing. So uh, Chris, what about you?
1: Uh, Yeah, so uh, on the Twitch channel yesterday, I was playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, They have a 2v2 alpha they're doing right now uh, for this weekend. And it's actually a really cool mode. Mm. Uh, It's very much influenced by Rainbow Six Siege and I think a little bit of uh, Rocket League in there as well. Because okay. uh, the maps are pretty small, uh, they're mirrored, so they're it doesn't really matter which way, uh, which side you start on. It's all the same uh, outside of some dressing stuff. Um, but yeah, you have your know, hundred health. It only takes like a couple of shots, maybe one good one if they get you in the head, or with a particularly powerful weapon or a grenade shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you kind of have a teammates. Uh, usually you start, uh, with a little bit of cover and you decide from there, like, okay, you're going to run off over to the side, offer some more cover. Maybe get to this, uh, place that gives you a little height advantage or, uh, element of surprise, whatever it, and it's really kind of fast. Uh, it's best of, I think, 11. You have to get the six wins, uh, in this series of matches. And it kind of works really well. They give you different loadouts between each round. Uh, So some rounds you might start with a sniper rifle or uh, just a pistol or maybe even just a good shotgun or something like that.
2: Uh, They randomize the loadouts?
1: No, they have set loadouts for the rounds. It's just you, I think, play like two rounds with the the same set uh, before they switch over to something else. It kind of changes it up so you're not... So if you're like struggling with the other team being really good at sniper rifles, they don't have it for the entire time. That sort of thing. Mm. Uh, so it kind of keeps everybody on their toes and gets you uh, a chance to maybe not uh, get dominated by a team that just knows what they're doing. And they do have a version of the mode where you essentially start with nothing. You have to go running to pick up uh, some items to defend yourself. Uh and the other neat thing is like there's like a time limit to this uh whole thing where I think after a minute if uh one team has been wiped out it goes into a, a mode where somebody needs to take the there's a flag in the middle of the map. Like if somebody gets to it and hangs on it for long enough, uh they get. uh they win. But there are also moments where uh if both players are still live and nobody gets the flag it's like whoever has the most health wins uh sort of thing so there's a little bit of like fighting game aspect to it for that uh where sometimes you just turtle and kind of hang on uh for what you can which a couple times a couple matches uh when i knew that there was gonna be a bit of a stalemate i just uh went to the spot where the flag was and kind of took it pretty quickly because the other place person wasn't paying that much attention and uh yeah, it works out pretty well. This being an alpha, they don't have uh, a way to penalize people for quitting. Mm. Uh, sort of similar to Rocket League where you get down by a, a game or two, and I had a bunch of people just quit. I didn't realize it until a bit later. I was like, why did this get so hard? All of a sudden, like, oh yeah, because the other person quit a while ago, uh, which is not fun. And I think there's a lot of ways they could take inspiration from Rocket League for ways to make this game this mode a little bit better uh things like quick chat or maybe Apex, Le- Apex legends like pinging system mm-hmm. uh, a way to kind of communicate with people without having to actually talk to them uh as well as like just cheer them on if they if like you get knocked out and they manage to take the other two out sort of thing like ways mm-hmm. to kind of cheer each other on make it a little less like serious uh sort of thing that you typically expect of call of duty and, yeah, I think they've said they're going to have uh, penal- penalties for the the disconnect stuff, people quitting, but it's just not in the alpha right now. Mm-hmm. And another thing I found out uh, at some point was that uh, this alpha has mouse and keyboard support on PS4.
2: Nice.
1: Uh, which was nice. Uh, so I plugged in my uh, keyboard and mouse, was using it for a bit. And there's a couple of problems with it. One, they don't list the control scheme anywhere. So I was like, well, I figured out some of it by probably being the same as most other uh, PC shooters in some of the ways, but there were some controls I just couldn't figure out. Uh, and they also, the way you turn it on and off is, it took me a while to figure out because it, it felt like if I just started using the mouse and keyboard, I couldn't start just using the controller and switch back and forth more easily. I eventually found it on the stream uh, and it's like in the, it's so a different settings from the controls, which seems like where that would be, uh, where you can just toggle it on and off. And I feel like that if you only have, you know, controller, uh, connected, or if you only have mouse and keyboard connected, like it should be able to just switch automatically.
2: Yeah. Or use
1: both at the same time. If you really want to, uh, a little bit, be a little bit more agile for that stuff. But, and it, like, obviously, no, like, tuning or anything like that for sensitivity and all that. Uh, so, yeah, that's that was kind of the big issue I had with that. But other than that, it works well, and I assume in the full game, you'll have all the settings you expect uh, for that. But, yeah, it's in there. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of a pretty cool mode that that game has. I think hmm. they're still going to announce, like, a Battle Royale mode, uh, which the rumor is that they're going to have 200 players in it somehow. <laughs> okay. This is getting Jesus. ridiculous now. Yeah. Hmm. Uh which could be cool. I don't know. But well, also there, it's there was that, that one
0: thousand person battle royale I, I don't think ever got off the ground. So
1: No, they shut down recently, <laughs> I think.
2: <laughs> hmm.
1: Uh I forget what the specific reason was.
2: Yeah.
1: But they were so yeah. focused
2: on
0: whether they could that they didn't stop to think if they should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean I, but, I figured out a solution for uh disconnects. Which would also be uh, advantageous for Activision Blizzard to implement too. What's that? Uh, if so- if somebody disconnects the next time they sign in, they're given a mandatory ninety nine cent microtransaction to be able to continue.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, I also think that yeah. it needs like a Rocket League style like way to forfeit. Yeah. If like you put up a vote, like, hey, we're getting creamed here. Let's just forfeit. No harm, no foul.
3: Yeah, was, kind of thing because you get to
1: yeah a couple times we really lost like I was we were even like up to two or three games each and then they just took all the rest we just lost it uh, but I ended the stream after we came back and won uh, a set of matches and I was like all right we're not doing any better than this so we're done
3: hmm.
1: about an hour and a half in uh, which ended with me getting some really good shots uh, in there and, yeah it's it's a really cool game. Yeah. Or at least. Not uh, at least yeah. yeah. They didn't have any like the profile stuff in there uh, or anything like that. So hmm. you're just playing people as level ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, so I looked it up. Maverick Proving ga- Maverick's Proving Grounds. Uh was cancelled. Uh let's see. Yeah, developer autom- automaton games has fallen into insolvency. They just ran out of money,
0: essentially. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yep,
1: so unless somebody else picks them up, which I imagine that won't happen because mm. people just make their own. Yeah. It's like, well, we'll figure out this thousand person thing mm. uh, on our own. Like, Epic could totally just swoop in, maybe pick up these guys, and it's like, all right, we're doing a thousand person mode.
0: Mm. Yeah, we'll just probably That's, add that to Fortnite.
1: Yeah.
2: We'll put them to work on that. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's just like, hey, uh, we'll do this, and it's only for like One the, season. The, mm. Or it's like the. It have a super powerful p c like hmm. two thousand level p c yeah. yeah. uh nvidia two thousand yeah. uh GeForce thing yeah. uh but yeah that's uh that was pretty cool i uh, also been playing some drive club mm. since we are gonna do that uh farewell to drive club stream oh, yeah. uh tonight and yeah the game's a lot of fun still mm. I was playing some of that and the only like issues it really has is their insistence on, like, punishing you for bumping into other cars mm. or going off the track. when uh, There's really not a ton of space for yeah. the off-track stuff. Mm. It's usually maybe a few feet, so if you just happen to take a bad turn or try to avoid other cars, you kind of run yourself off the road mm. uh, and get penalized for it, but it's usually not too much. It's like a couple hundred uh, drive clip points, whatever they call it,
2: their XP. Whatever one, the are, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, which just has like the the uh, Drive Club logo for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, it still looks really good, runs well. Uh, definitely one of those kind of racing games that we don't really get anymore, and very much like this is how Need for Speed should control,
2: hmm.
1: and it doesn't. Like the cars
2: That's how, need how Need for of, she, Need for Speed should be. Hmm.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like Need for Speed's cars feel really heavy and kind of slow at times, uh, at least early on. Hmm. Uh, but these ones, it just feels a lot better. Uh, and I love the, the way the AI just kind of fucks itself up at times. <laughs> uh, when you're just driving, you're just look behind you. It's like, Oh shit, those guys just crashed into the wall for some reason. <laughs> uh, try to take each other out or whatever. It's like, all right, whatever makes it easier for me. Yeah. And I think like the only other issue is like when you're on like a, time trial race and it has like some of the dynamic challenges in it uh for sections of the of the track It's like do uh you know do uh the most drifting here you can yeah. it's like why the fuck would i do that for i'm trying to get best time uh that's that kind of stuff but mm. for the most part that's not really an issue and uh yeah i'm yeah. excited to play some of that for the stream tonight
0: yeah pretty much all of those dynamic things are probably are going to go away once the servers shut down so it's going to be... Maybe. Mm.
1: It wouldn't pull them from your friends, though. Mm. It would just pull, like, generic uh, drive club challenges.
2: Yeah. The the studio ones that they started with. You basically, Yeah.
1: Or just ones like, here, set your own score mm. uh, sort of thing. Because I was trying out one of the, the regular trial races. Because uh, I had somehow not got the trophy for uh, set three uh, top, top times in a trial remote race. Mm-hmm. So, I ended up doing that. It's like, yeah just ask you to do that over and over again, Just try and beat your own scores.
2: It's just depressing to think what that game could have been if it had stuck the landing,
1: yeah, yeah. if it didn't have the the server issues at launch to cause people to think
0: and it if was the a terrible app had been game. ready, yeah, but yeah, you know, if it had been a complete game, mm, yeah, it probably needed yeah. like six months to settle,
1: yeah, yeah. Mm. it kind of needed to not be on PlayStation Plus at launch, mm kind of let them not overwhelm the servers yeah. uh, that fast, let them kind of build it up. Because yeah. uh, that was like, the same issue that Rocket League had. It was like, hey, we went from like 10,000 people playing during a beta to now a million people. Oh shit, our servers can't handle this. <laughs> uh, sort of Throw
2: computers at it! <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: and I think even WoW uh, with their classic thing is having issues because yeah. tons of people are trying to get on uh, for that and it's like yeah these uh, these original server stuff was not meant for like tons of people getting on at once uh, in fact it act- actively tried to discourage that
3: it's, it's interesting that.
0: that people uh, are trying to flock to this version of WoW that they remember not sucking mm-hmm. uh, that kind of says that something. should have been a fucking sign <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah it sucks in different
2: ways yeah yeah, because it doesn't have all the quality of life stuff they've put in since then. Yeah.
1: yeah, And even they're adhering to like keeping the bugs and all that. So I have like, a list of, like, these things are bugs, but they're not bugs. They're features as part of this version of the game that you're trying to play. <laughs> because you want this yeah. for some reason. Uh, but yeah, that's that was a fun stream. So yeah, if either of you want to get on around 9 o'clock uh, my time, Easter time. Okay. Uh
2: I'll try to be around.
1: Yeah. If you want to play along as well, do some online races. Yeah. Uh oh, I imagine that. plenty of server space for that.
0: <laughs> At least for now. Yeah. Hmm.
1: And uh yeah, I got most of the DLC. I think they have like one of the two of the last like tours or uh not part of the season pass. Hmm. Cause there's just extra stuff they made. Uh but I also got the bike stuff too to check out. It's weirdly enough, I didn't have the save downloaded, so like the first thing it asked me to play was a, a bike race. Mm. Before I was like, okay, you can do whatever now. I don't know if I just hit the wrong button or whatever. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's that game's like a type of racing game we're not really getting anymore. Mm. At least not that quality. Yeah. Need for Speed, whatever the hell they're doing, is <laughs> not close to this. Nope. No. And uh, yeah. Kind of looking forward because to. Because Need for
2: Speed insists on police involvement, ambient traffic, mm-hmm. all sorts of chaotic elements that don't really lend themselves well to a racing game. Mm-hmm. At the end yeah. of the day,
1: like they want to make a Need for Speed version of like Burnout Paradise.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas like Burnout Paradise is perfect because they didn't focus on like they had cops, but they were in specific modes. Yeah, uh, and like the the traffic was like just busy enough to give you. Uh, room to avoid them and also fuck yourself up if you don't pay attention.
3: Mm.
1: And Never kind of just wants all that in there all the time.
3: Mm.
1: In a way that's just kind of not not doing it anymore.
3: No. Yeah, it's not fun. If They're
1: not going to come up with like Never new ideas did it for, for me. Mm. Making it pretty cool. Mm. But yeah. I was kind of just waiting for a couple of new releases this week like uh, Man Up and Dan. Mm. The new game from the Untilled On developers. Um, and there's Wilmot's Warehouse, something I did not know existed until, like, two days ago, mm. which is a new game being published by Finji. Uh, it has uh, Ricky Haggett and uh, Richard Hogg. Mm. The guys made, uh, what was it, Frobisher Says mm. on the Vita, uh, that weird, like, uh, WarioWare game. Also, ho mm. uh, But this time, it is a it's like a puzzle game about being a warehouse simulation. So you kind of get these uh, objects you put, you manage in your warehouse, uh, kind of organizing however you want. And then you get orders for like, Hey, we need three of these and four of those. And you have to manage, uh, that warehouse in a weird way. That's, uh, looks like a lot of fun and Mm. silliness. Uh, it's very much a game about organization in the way that makes sense in your head. Mm. Uh, to get like a lot of like their trailer they just put out for the launch trailer is like literally somebody like trying to explain how they organize things it's like somehow i have these ghosts next to the space stuff don't don't ask me how i rationalize this <laughs>
5: it like it just makes sense
1: <laughs> yeah uh like the whole thing where you got this bunch of random stuff and you just try to somehow organize it hmm. so that when people ask for it later you can pull it out uh, easy peasy.
0: Mm. Which, mm. by the way, is how Amazon does it. It's just complete fucking random chaos.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah it's, uh, it's the Amazon warehouse simulator. Mm. You never knew you wanted. <laughs> uh, no uh, bodily bodily harm.
2: Mm. This is bodily fluids
1: out.
0: involved. <laughs> yeah. <sighs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: mm. That's
5: uh, that's been it.
0: All right. Uh, how about
5: you, Dan? Rob? Yeah, it's mostly been fire emblem for me. Um last week I got to part 2 of the story. Yeah. And as Chris will I mean as uh, Brandon will attest to uh, once chap once uh, part 2 hits the game just goes off the rails. Oh yeah. It's absolutely insane. I'm 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 doing the um the Blue Lions and yeah, um I agree with the, everything he's saying about, you know, um there's a lot of uh crazy emotional stuff that goes on uh with this particular um part of the story um granted i haven't played any of the other two Uh, i might take a take a break after this playthrough because i'm already at 50 hours i'm like when is this gonna end it's gonna end sometime (laughs) but um you know i really gotta hand it to uh intelligent systems for like every fire emblem um no matter what team you use like you care about every single one of your characters and um the writing here is probably like some of the best i played in the series And Uh even more impressive is the fact that everybody is voiced, um, from the NPCs to the people actually in your party, and um, nothing is overly horrible, and that part's pretty cool. Um, So yeah, I think I'll probably be beating it today, and uh, I was hoping to move on to Onanaki, but um, Square didn't give us a code, so I'll probably wait until that uh, inevitably hits the bargain bin like in two months, so (laughs) yeah, there's that. Uh, I'm also looking forward to Astral Chain um, and Control, but I'm going to decide between one or the other. I haven't decided yet, and we'll see how that goes. But Astral Chain looks good. Um, uh, we we, all, we always wonder whether a game will be used or what, whether a Platinum Games will be using their A-team or B-team for, for these games, and it definitely looks like they're using their, their A-team because like, out of all the uh, preview coverage I've read, you know, it's, it's, it's shaped up to be a pretty cool game. Um, I've also been playing Madden, um, mainly the uh, single-player their uh, campaign story mode. and um, it's easily the worst of the of the three so far um, <sighs> basically you use uh, you use a quarterback and you know try to get your way into the NFL and once you get to the NFL stuff ensues and one of the reasons why I don't like it as much is because like the story is pretty damn bland for a sports story which are usually bland to begin with at least last year's game had some comic relief in there like rob schneider was a gm and shit and yeah this one just isn't as fun not to mention when it comes to play when it comes uh, for the time to play football you're playing full games In in the previous madden stories you know you're only playing um when your actual position is on there so here you have to play offense and defense and i'm like if i wanted to do that i just play regular madden you know so it's kind of weird um Normally I'd have a review by now, but honestly, it's 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 so similar to last year's game, that I don't even want to review it. That's just what <laughs> gets with this one. So yeah, um, I've also played the Catherine demo. Um, I was a huge fan of um, Catherine last generation, and this one is more of the same. But um, I'm I'm also like not as familiar with the story as I was before. So as I was playing it, um, a lot of the stuff seemed new. And this is essentially a reskin. All they really do is add a character, but I didn't realize they would change up the story so much. So, I'll be looking forward to that when it comes out. Hopefully, we can get a code, Chris. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So yeah, pretty eventful week for uh for all of us. So uh, let's just get into Gamescom and all the other crap that happened. Uh, oh yeah. So during Gamescom, Google had their Astadia event. Uh, where they announced that a whole bunch of games were coming to Stadia, including Cyberpunk 2077. And that's pretty much all that they did. They're basically saying, yeah, all these games that you can get everywhere else, yeah, well, you can get them here now, too. So, not a good look. No, nope. it, it's really they're really not giving us much compelling reasons to even look at it. Oh. Um, because it's like... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you could play these on other platforms where you download them locally and then you have no latency and you don't kill your internet bandwidth. Well, except for the one-time download. Mm. Uh, or you could play them on ours where you don't really own them and, uh, yeah, then uh, basically we can kill the service in two years when we're tired of it and you lose everything. Um, yep. How well, do We got your money anyway. Yeah. So how does this seem like anything that anybody
5: would want? Uh, I was reading a tweet where someone was like, "Wow, Google is the only company that can have a Nintendo Direct without having any actual announcements." Yeah,
0: so. <laughs> that's basically what they did. <laughs>
5: it's
0: like, um, so yeah, the, the, it's going to be coming out in November, apparently. And uh, from what I've been seeing, there was a, a, a pretty big buzz initially when, and a pretty big influx of pre-orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been seeing a lot of people just saying "meh" and canceling. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the, what develops there. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not going to bother. I mean, if I want to play no. Cyberpunk 2077, I'm I would probably actually end up buying it on GOG because that would be the storefront where they would get the most of my money. So yeah, yeah. Or
4: you're gonna get it from get it for PS4 like I am.
0: Yeah, so. you get it retail or whatever. But yeah, yeah. the the whole idea that. I would pay Google to let me play the game on their servers and introduce lag. Uh, doesn't doesn't really doesn't do much for me. So.
1: it would be the most cyberpunk uh, version of that game. Yeah, because you're playing on you know corporation servers that you don't have access to if they disappear. All that <laughs> stuff.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> if
1: you want to play, like, oh, it's the hot new game. I'm just going to stream it. I have no rights to anything. <laughs> but I'm paying the same price. Mm.
0: Uh, which uh, may have been the story to Super Hot at one point. But, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah. So, uh, along with that, we also, this is one of the ones that kind of went under the radar, is the uh, Intellivision Amico got a trailer where Tommy Tellerico is talking it up, and we actually saw some games uh, Moon Patrol. Yes. Echo the Dolphin. Mm-hmm. That came out of left field. Yeah, but uh, oh yeah,
1: that famed Intellivision television game. I yeah, the dolphin.
0: Well, that's that's the thing that seems to be something that a lot of people are it, they expecting. Like, there's remakes of the old Intellivision television stuff. Sure, I mean, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing Astro Smash in there, and it's all like you know 3D remakes, uh, but done in a in a nice in a nice fashion. You know, it's it's enhancing what you are what you originally remember. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Um,
1: yeah, I don't know what's going on with this controller, though.
0: That controller is very weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, hey,
1: this is a, f- uh, a cell phone from 20 years ago.
0: <laughs> but that was kind of the, well, it's very reminiscent of the original controller, so.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. if you've ever. Yeah. That Seen. was also a shit show of a controller, too. Yeah, yeah. With
0: that disc, that it basically killed your fingers whenever you tried to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fertile yeah.
2: ground for third parties to come in and produce devices. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And you can also use your cell phone as a controller if you want to if you're if you particularly hate yourself. Uh, uh but yeah, from what I've uh heard from people who have actually had hands-on time with it, uh I've had uh, they had it at E3 and they actually had hardware unlike uh the VCS, which is I still think is a scam at this Paperware. point. Yeah. Uh they basically said yeah this is actually legit. Uh these games are actually really fun. Uh and yeah they're they're more excited about it now that they've actually had hands-on time with it. So yeah. This is one that I'm going to be interested in in checking out especially since they're uh, claiming that it's probably going to be very affordable. Um so
1: hmm.
3: yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And I say all games will cost 9.99 or less. They're all exclusives, so it's the epic of consoles.
0: Basically, yeah. It's the most console-y of consoles. Uh,
1: and don't forget, Earthworm Jim is also going to be on there.
0: Yeah, but I don't have to download that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, uh, Tommy ended up do- doing the soundtrack for that because he uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> does. Yeah.
1: And it seems very much like a handshake deal with
0: old friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, hey, we can
1: get you a new platform. For you shitty people.
0: No, they're not all shitty. <laughs> oh, no, but the,
1: the lead guys. It's like, yeah. hey, fuck you. Mm.
0: Yeah, no, Tommy's not that shitty.
1: Mm. No, not yet, at least.
0: No. <laughs> uh, he's managed... There's the, always uh, time. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, no. So that's the Intellivision uh, Amico. I'm actually looking forward to it. I might you know, when it comes down to the uh, holiday season of 2020 and deciding between the PlayStation 5, Xbox Scarlet, well, I might have a new one to uh, consider. Because it looks like it's going to be the console that provides me with the games that I actually give a fuck about. It's weird, uh, because the the more that it goes, the less of the AAA stuff that I actually give a crap about. Yeah. Uh So this, you know, might serve a market that uh, is... Kind of tired of that crap. So,
1: yeah, still Hmm. kind of a shame. There's not much in the way of like 2D graphics, Hmm. like invoking the old Intellivision style, which was like really kind of fluid for its time. Hmm. Mm -hmm. What? (laughs) Yeah, like the the typical like animation for like the the Intellivision guy on games on that system was very kind of fluid compared to like Atari.
0: Yeah, I mean he Uh, was a a big uh, bunch of blocks, but he did move pretty well.
1: Oh yeah. Some cool 2D games that were kind of evocative of that style would be pretty cool to see. Yeah, these all seem to be like 2.5D games.
0: Yeah, but you know, I'd imagine they'll they'll have a nice variety by the time the system launches. And they could also be running into the same thing
2: SNK did with uh, King of Fighters 14, which was uh, the 2D sprite artist talent just wasn't out there to be hired.
0: Mm. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, so in industry news, uh, this probably shouldn't come as much of a surprise, but uh, Sony is acquiring Insomniac Games. I'm
2: um, kind of
4: surprised they hadn't done it before. Yeah, yeah. I want to say they've tried.
2: The, it <laughs> was the Hard Times that um, did an article that said uh, Sony acquires Insomniac after realizing they hadn't already. <laughs> Yeah,
0: like we thought we did that, but it turns out that was Naughty Dog. Hmm. Oops. Yep. So that uh, yeah, that Spider-Man game that uh, came out last year that did really well for them probably uh, contributed to uh, them being acquired.
4: Yeah, uh, even yeah. though I mean it's like a straight rip of the Arkham games. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. it's still fine. Like they're yeah. they two best-selling games of the past like five years mm-hmm. all came under Sony. Hmm. Yep, with and Clank and yeah. with Regan Clegg and Spider Man.
2: Yeah, I also like how they low key announced Spider Man two in the announcement or in news following the announcement because they said they were going to be focusing on um, on Spider Man and oh, what was the other franchise? But yeah, apparently there is another Spider Man coming. Yeah,
1: yeah, it would be pretty dumb for them to be like, "All right, you sold tons of money for, uh, sold tons of copies for us, and you're working on something else."
0: Yeah. Yeah, make that Jack and Daxter single. reboot. Yeah, go ahead and do that. That's yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, act- the Honey Dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's the Honey dog, but yeah, they're, they're busy yeah. working on whatever the hell else they're
5: working on. Uh, the like last the, of those two I mean, like, right now. Like, I'm not going to lie, like, back during the uh, beginning of the generation, and they announced, um, what's it called? Sunset Overdrive for Xbox One. Hmm. I thought, oh shit, Microsoft got Insomniac from Sony. <laughs> well, no.
0: No, <laughs> so they're, just, they're just doing something. There. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And I yeah. think like the, the most underrated part of this whole announcement is that uh insomniac's been working on a lot of VR stuff for Oculus. Mm. So now here's like another uh, PlayStation VR dev they've got under their house. Mm. Uh, especially to work on stuff for next gen.
0: Yeah. So that probably has something to do with it.
1: And also I guess Microsoft uh Sony officially announces uh owns the Sunset Overdrive IP. Yeah.
2: Uh, now, yeah. But they've also made a point of saying they're not going to be focusing on it anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. No.
1: But I could see them porting the first game over at some point.
0: Probably. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't take much to get that
5: game running on the PS4, so. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, my three favorite games on the Xbox One are Sunset Overdrive, Ori and the Blind Forest, and Cuphead. Mm. And those three are no longer exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> you have an Xbox Y now? <laughs> well, Game uh, Pass is pretty good. I mean we got Devil May Cry four, like it came out like what, four months ago? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, well we'll talk about Game Pass in a bit when we get to them with uh, GameScom announcements. But yeah, we got yeah. uh it's it's good for for Insomniac. It keeps them solvent for one thing. And, yeah uh, yeah, it basically I get um
1: under a publisher that like, will actually help them out. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, whatever happened with Sunset Overdrive did not, that game did not do as well as it probably should have.
3: Mm.
1: Like, Microsoft just didn't support it for whatever reason. It disappeared for long stretches of time. Yeah. Uh, it was a real weird kind of way to handle the new uh, Insomniac game.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, like, all their VR stuff has kind of just gone under the radar unless you specifically pay attention to what's going on with Oculus games. Yeah. Mm.
0: Alright. Uh, so, on other games news, we've got Sega announcing a Yakuza collection, which I believe is Yakuza 3, 4, and 5.
2: Yep. yep. Yeah. It's out now. Well, it's not a collection. It's separate releases. Yeah. It's essentially a continuation of the Kiwami um, branch of the series. Yep.
1: Except you're not getting Kiwami level yeah.
2: remakes. It's no, just, they're just upgrades. Yeah. And uh, you're kind the... of. The games that needed that are, got it, so
0: I can't complain yeah. about that. Yeah. And it, it does look like they are kind of pricing them appropriately, so uh-huh. that's not so bad. Yeah.
1: You're paying 60 bucks up front, and you get all three games uh, over the course of the next uh, six months or so. Yeah. Because did of 4 is in October. In
2: West?
0: No, it didn't. Digitally. That, that would yeah. be... Uh,
1: that would it be... did digitally.
0: Oh, on PS3. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Four is uh, October 29th, and five will be February 11th next year. Mm. There's also a physical version of it, if you want.
3: Ooh, Yeah.
1: Uh, which also includes a PS3 case for Yakuza 5, if you want,
0: mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> so you could, yeah. They you call could it here, your a collectible
1: PS... Yakuza 5 PlayStation 3 MRA case.
2: <laughs> That's, That's kind of like a subtle fuck you, actually. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Here, you take your case. You got no disc for it. The works. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I could see somebody taking out their PS3 hard drive and putting it in the case. <laughs> there you go. Now that it's that was physical. <laughs> uh, I might actually do that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's good stuff. Um, and that, I think that completes the series for, uh, for the Outside of those. Oh, of,
2: yeah, there's mm-hmm. that They're still mulling over whether or not it's palatable for the West, hmm. um, which is the, sort of a parody where it all takes place in, um, you know, medieval times. Huh.
0: Yeah, well, that would be weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's I that's still see
0: it working, so I don't know. Yeah, there's also that Dead Souls game. Yeah.
1: It's like, hey, what if there was a zombie outbreak in Kamurocho? Yeah,
0: well,
2: yeah, let's not bring that one over. Can we? They did. Yeah, they know. did, actually. But they brought that one and they didn't bring Asian. I'm kind of pissed off about that. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So. And Asian came out like early on in the PS3 life, and I remember downloading that demo. I was like, oh, this is pretty fun and
0: cool. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And never well, out. it was a launch title in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, September 3rd is getting kind of crowded. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII Remaster is going to be landing on September 3rd of this year, so mm-hmm. next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. Uh, you can pre order it now for 20 bucks. Which is weirdly, I think, cheaper than the others. Seven and I, nine. Oh, not weird. I mean, it's
3: no, not,
1: but it's not a weird number as weird. well. Because I think Final Fantasy 7 on PS4 is uh, twenty-one dollars,
3: hmm.
1: something like that. And it's like you're just putting the uh, the weird phone prices on the consoles.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: just being weird because you can.
0: Yeah, that's that's Square Enix for you. I mean they. Uh, okay, Final yes. Fantasy VII. They'll charge whatever they think they can get for it because yeah, yeah, that game is just you know it's got a big yeah. <laughs> got a big nostalgia uh, trip oh, like, yeah. for a lot of people. So
1: yeah, Final Fantasy VII is sixteen bucks on PSN because
0: mm.
1: mm. that's a price that everybody
0: knows. <laughs> sixteen dollars, yeah. Cause- yeah, they're they're very literal over there with their translations. It's like they uh they yeah. set their prices in yen and then just extrapolate from that. Yeah,
1: nine's twenty one.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's weird pricing. So
1: eight falls right in the middle, I guess that technically makes sense.
0: Yeah.
1: It's between seven and nine. Yeah. And this does seven, look eight, like nine.
0: more of an uh more of an effort was taken to actually, you know, make it run properly. So yeah. uh we'll see. At least it doesn't look like horrible pixel. Uh, monstrosity uh, no.
1: no cloud
0: anymore. That cloud. Uh, kind of
1: squall. taking a little bit of Kingdom Hearts to it. Mm.
0: So. Uh and other news, uh, Monster Rancher is going to Switch in Japan.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah switch and mobile and uh, it'll be, I think, in Japan it's 1900 yen.
0: Hmm. Digital only.
1: Uh, yeah, they're going to have a different way you get uh, the Monsters since mm-hmm. the Switch and sm- smartphones don't support CDs. <laughs> uh, so no, as they say, in order to replicate this feature, you can generate monsters by searching for CD names and artists from a custom database via the network. Uh, See, yeah, it was
5: never Monst- good, but it was always really cool. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they also have a site uh, for people to suggest uh, specific monsters tied to certain CDs. Hmm. Huh. Uh, which is going to be hard to navigate with because uh, it's only Japanese. Yeah. And my translator is like, okay, the monster races Dino, Golem, Liger, Pixie, Worm, Gel, Suezo, Ham, Gully, Monolith, <laughs> Naga, Plant, Dragon, Mazin, Hanger, mm-hmm. Meow, Lao,
0: Ghost, Graffiti, and Disc. I don't know any of that means. <laughs>
1: And it's like title of CD, or title of work, CD title, or song title, artist name, and the reason.
0: Hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so we'll get to
1: it. It's out later this year in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, make sure you... Yeah, so when... In the, the reason field, just put stank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's the the trick qu- trick answer there. Yeah, just... That'll Hoobastank. confuse them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, why did they keep saying Hoobastank? Well, what's gonna what's what's gonna end up happening is somebody will see all those Hoobastank mentions and then they'll go and look them up and then wish they hadn't. Uh, Probably. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, so, in better news, uh, the walls between networks seems to be uh, breaking down slowly. Uh, mm-hmm. PUBG is getting cross console play. Uh, coming in October.
1: Yeah, Um, so they're going to be starting their Season 4 on the 27th, on Tuesday. mm -hmm. Uh, So there'll be new Battle Pass and all that. Uh, I think they're doing an overhaul of the original map. Uh, They'll bring visual enhancements, but also just changing where stuff's going to be. They're just going to have hidden secrets, they say, but yeah, they're going to have the big uh, cross-platform play uh, between Xbox and PS4.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's going to hit public test server in September, late September, and hit live servers in early October. Mm. Mm. So yeah, when, even on consoles, when you buy the game, you get uh, both a regular game and a PTS version.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Which is kind of weird. As well, console it's, people. Yeah, it's, it's weird, but I, I kind of like it, because it's like, yeah. you know, if, if you want to be on like, bleeding edge, you can be.
1: Yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. It's just kind of weird like, oh, you got to install this game twice
0: mm-hmm. to get
1: to see all of it that can be there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, this us be pretty cool to see. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, PUBG has lore now for some reason. Yeah, huh. sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a thing that exists. So, so they actually it.
4: are giving a reason for why they're dropping people on this island to Appar- kill each other.
0: Apparently, uh, but I-, I couldn't be bothered to check because it's PUBG. Uh, yeah, I will not play. Maybe that.
5: after that, I have will go find out and add lore to Fortnite.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: probably. Uh, uh, it's just it's just anime. That's their lore. Yeah, that's how mm. you explain the past, like ten seasons or whatever they're at now.
0: Yeah, it's, uh. it's all anime.
1: Hey, this season we had mechs on all over the place, and this yeah. one, which we, oh, we blew up everything.
0: Yeah, we added a mech that nobody can balance. <laughs> so. Uh, another news, uh, well, we got the last, uh, characters from the Mortal Kombat 11's, uh, character pack. Yep. The leak was real.
4: Yep. So yes. we got Shang Tsung, which I think everybody knew.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, he's out
2: now, so is Nightwolf. Yep.
4: Yeah, Nightwolf. Yeah. Uh, we also Sindel got Sindel. was out
2: already. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. And let's see, then there was the Joker. Yep. Which this is a weird League.
1: version of the Joker. Yep.
4: Well, yeah, they kind of have to... They kind of have to mess around with the Joker because they have to make it so that he's like the Joker, but also kind of not the Joker mm. at the same time.
3: Mm.
4: Uh, it, I think people figured out like
1: there's a porn version of Batman
3: mm.
1: that yeah. the Joker,
4: the fake Joker they have there, looks like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, then so the is, uh, the, mm. and then the last one is the. Uh, and then the last one is the Terminator.
0: Yeah, and Spawn. Oh, there's also another one. Spawn.
4: Spawn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Spawn, that's right.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Terminator is October 8th. Mm-hmm. That looks like current uh, Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the classic one. It looks like old Arnie.
0: hmm.
1: sure. But also, like, that wasn't a character known for fighting. No. It just walked menacingly toward you and shot at you or rode bikes or whatever.
0: let see. Yeah. That was pretty much Jason Voorhees. That's kind of what he yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah,
1: Sindel's is November twenty sixth. The Joker's January twenty eighth, uh, and Spawn is March seventeenth.
0: Hmm.
1: Which Spawn is just weird. It's hmm. like not really into pop culture anymore. No, but it uh, so barely was when it when he was in uh, Soul Calibur two.
0: Hmm. Mm. But Todd McFarlane is apparently still quite popular. So you know, mm-hmm.
1: some yeah,
0: some people. Well, like I saw,
1: I saw people. Like archiving the, what was it, Todd Farland, Farland Presents show?
3: Like the yeah. intros
1: he did there was like really fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, it's really made stuff from somebody who wants to be like John Carmack or whatever, or not John Carmack, huh? crap, uh, I don't know. But he wants to be like an auteur and he's not at all. <laughs> uh-huh. Like to have some cachet in terms of coming up with cool like intros for shows. Mm
0: uh-huh. hmm. Yeah. I have and, the I have the Spawn DVDs that have those those intros in them, and they're amazing because they're so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it doesn't it oddly doesn't detract from the show, which is amazing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now it's it's like
1: when you are watching like Netflix and like, oh, this intro's really good. I'm just gonna not skip this. It's mm. like ah, oh, I get to laugh before we do something else here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So. Uh, so we're moving on. More Gamescom stuff. We got uh, an actual gameplay uh, reveal for Death Stranding. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, really
0: do just... we know what it is yet?
1: Uh, kind of. Yeah, it's like an open world action exploration kind of game.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah uh, action some self exploration. It looks um, I, I don't, vaguely, I guess it kind of reminds me of Days Gone a little bit, but yeah it it seems to be going for that kind of a vibe
1: yeah kind of reminds me of like uh, a more expanded version of like the open world in uh phantom pain Hmm. yeah it very much feels like he was like well we didn't capitalize on as much as we could have so let's kind of do it bigger and better and weirder Mm -hmm. also like showing off new mechanics like uh yeah, we're leaving yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can do that now. Uh, with specific That's...
1: counts of how much <laughs> milliliters of fluid you have to
0: uh, get out. Yep. Why? I guess. There's probably a narrative reason for this.
4: Well, yeah. apparently in the game, if enough people, like, be in the same spot, something yeah, there's happens. There's like a weird, like, Dark Souls aspect to it. Of...
2: That is the most Kojima thing ever.
4: Uh, yeah, like, like, in the gameplay video, we see him piss, and there's like a, a mushroom that grows, so... yeah.
1: And I guess if people gather in the same spot to urinate, uh, it'll become a a bigger, maybe more rare kind of mushroom. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is a very uh, what was the grasshopper game that okay. had mushrooms? The okay. I forget what it is. Oh, right. I know what
4: you're talking about. I I can't remember the name though. Hmm. No, I didn't want to look up grasshoppers.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: uh, uh, but, uh, Let it die.
0: But,
4: oh.
1: Yeah, it's a game where you kind of harvest mushrooms, and that's kind of one of your main ways of like getting buffs and healing yourself and all that. Like,
5: mm-hmm. kind of taking I mean, mushroom, some of that there. Mushrooms are very symbolic in the video game industry. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah as
4: for this. as for the uh, like, uh, people are like wondering like what the like. Because if you've seen enough of the media for this game, you've noticed that there's like this weird like reality bleed going on Mm. yeah. where it looks like suddenly um, there's like weird shadow and ghost people. Well, we know what it is now. Uh, It's the afterlife, Mm. basically, and the afterlife is upside down to the living world, Mm. like one of the character trailers they have is for this character that's codenamed Mama. And the reason she's codenamed Mama is that she is, uh, well, uh, she has a shadow baby.
1: Yeah, like a stillborn baby or something.
4: Yeah, um, and it's in their life, but it's still connected to her by the invisible umbilical cord. And apparently, um, she, even though the baby was stillborn, you know, like she still has that issue that, like, a wet nurse has her breast still produce milk. But she can't really feed it to the Shadow Baby. But the Shadow Baby will still come down to Nurse, but he can't really drink any of it.
5: <laughs> Did anybody yeah. see that uh, that preview uh, that Games Radar wrote that kind of told us what the game was about? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, so basically they had a behind-closed-door demo or some sort of exclusive. And basically you used Norman Reedus to travel from the East Coast to the West Coast of the United States in the hopes of spreading hope. Um, yep. like this uh, This summary sentence is right here. Death Stranding is a completely new type of action game where the goal of the player is to reconnect isolated cities and a fragmented society. It is created so that all elements including the story and gameplay are bound together by the theme of the strand or connection. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. it's uh, yeah. Kojima
1: was calling it like a strand game? Yeah. That's like the genre? Uh,
5: he basically,
4: the way he put it is like So when he first started introducing this game, he took a line from an old story by Kobo Abe, um, one of my favorite Japanese writers. And it basically was like – it's like when Man first started developing technology, the first thing he invented was the stick. And the stick was made so that you could keep the bad things away. Mm -hmm. But then he invented the rope, and you used the rope to fasten to the things you want. So whereas Metal Gear was always about the stick – Death Stranding is more about the rope.
0: Hmm. Okay. All,
2: all or, of a sudden, it, you know,
4: it's Kojima. He it's, could also have just been co- talking out of his ass. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he now, could
0: have been high as shit when he said that. Yeah.
4: It's but, Kojima. He always looks high as shit. So
0: yeah. Well, now that you mention it, though, the title actually starts to make more sense. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah.
1: And we had another trailer that featured Dead Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character that Guilman Del Toro is, uh, at least visually applying. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of introduces the mechanic of what the uh, baby has to do. Mm. Yeah. Uh, essentially, like, you can uh, get damaged, fall, whatever, and, like, land on the baby and, like, cause it to get stressed out. Mm hmm. And so you kind of have to. Things happen
4: when it stresses out, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so you kind of want to uh, be careful. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, quickly kind of try to rock it and calm it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sort of thing. And Dead Man like, has a specific me- machine that helps, uh, kind of, like, recycle the the liquid that's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a weird way. So there's a lot of weird shit in this game.
4: Yeah, this game is exceedingly strange, and I cannot wait until it comes out in November. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the other <laughs> big reveal was that uh, there's another character... And not really so much like a main character, but a side character you can find that is portrayed by Jeff Keighley. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which is like one of the – was like in one of the, the little shacks that you can like deliver stuff mm. mm-hmm. to or get stuff to deliver elsewhere or whatever, whatever you're doing. Which is portrayed by Matt Mercer. Mm. He's mm-hmm. another voice actor who's been in a lot of
0: stuff. Mm. Uh, but yeah. 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 So basically, remember Death
4: that Stranding. the primary thing you're in this game is that you're a delivery guy. That's basically what your main <laughs> objective is.
5: Yeah. 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 It's going to be the most fancy walking simulator I've ever played. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, this is. Uh, everybody has been wondering
0: what would happen if Kojima didn't have the shackles of Konami to uh, to like restrain him. There you go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: Think of it what you will. Yeah. Yeah, we got just over two and a half months
0: left. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, let's see what we got here. Nintendo had an Indie Direct. Mm.
1: Yep. Uh, There's a ton of stuff they revealed here. A lot of it's just like, hey, this thing's coming to Switch and whatnot. Uh, They reveal, let's see, uh, they got Skater XL Mm -hmm. that's coming. It's uh, what they say is the next evolution in skateboarding video games.
3: Okay. Uh, it looked okay. a bit like
1: skate, uh, but uh, it allows players to add style and expression to their tricks without the limits of pre-made animations. So it has more of a generated hmm. physics generation system for the the moves. Hmm. Uh, that'll be okay. out November or no, uh, twenty twenty, next year. Okay. They got my uh, attention. Yep. Uh, let's see. What Dungeon Defenders to
0: session. I'm wondering.
1: Like it's Xbox exclusive.
0: Yeah, but did that ever come out?
1: No, I think it's coming out some point in the near future. I hmm. uh, might see it in the Xbox announcements. I don't know.
3: Yeah,
1: I didn't look over everything was in there, but uh, kind of nice. yeah, there's a uh, Dungeon Defenders Awakened, hmm. which is the new Dungeon Defenders game that's uh, got kickstarted, and that's going to be a Switch exclusive for a little bit. Uh, first releases there on February 2020, hmm. and it's kind of the the style that the first game was, uh, the, the mix of tower defense and action RPG stuff. Yeah. Without like all the free to play mechanics at the two head. Good. Uh, there is earth Knight, which is yeah a 2d platformer hand illustrated, uh, about the dragon apocalypse Love it, letter to classic arcade games. Mm. Uh, yeah, it has like a lot of, uh, neat stuff to it. It's had a really nice style to it, but, uh, uh, humans have been exiled to space, dragons have taken over the Earth, and it's up to a 14-year-old school kid and a freelance photographer to stop them. That's out later this year. Uh, let's see, there's Europa, Y-O-U-R-O-P-A. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is published by Freakle, developed and published by them. Uh, gravity-defying puzzle platformer, paint adventure, about breaking rules, being upside down, and thinking outside the box. Uh, physical puzzles, riddles, ferocious enemies, and environmental hazards. Mm-hmm. It's out later this year. Uh, I want to say that it, yeah, it kind of looks like a human fall flat, that kind of style. Maybe mm-hmm. I mean, it's a bit more environment design to it. Uh, let's see, there's Roki, uh, which is built by Polygon Treehouse and published by United Label. It's an adventure game. It's brought by Scandinavian folklore. Dark t- contemporary fairy tale underpinned by a Touching Narrative. That's out this winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Scaleboy. From Umike Games and publisher Febrez action RPG. Players swap out not only weapons and equipment, but their body parts too. And so yeah, you like equip different body parts that give you different kinds of attacks and such, mm. or change your uh, stats and all that. That's kind of got a weird like 2D, like everything is like sprites, but it's set like a 3D world. Mm. Uh, so it kind of has like a weird perspective on things. Uh, there's the Tourist, which is the new Shinin' game, uh, which kind of has a mix of different styles of things in it, but you're kind of exploring these des- uh, exotic islands, exploring ancient monuments, climbing to deep mines, uncover secret passageways, and it kind of has a little bit of, like, Minecraft aesthetic to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're kind of going to able to go to, like, arcades, play arcade games, uh, explore, like, maybe a little bit of, like, Minecraft meets, like, Animal Crossing in mm-hmm. uh, some of that way. Uh and that is out uh November uh there's Freedom finger, which is a music driven side scrolling shooter that uh where you essentially have like a hand that is uh shooting with its fingers essentially hmm. uh and you can also as you destroy ships you can pick up parts of them to uh use as like enhancements or change up your shot or whatever mm-hmm. uh there's been a couple shooters kind of like that where you kind of pick up parts of ships and like allows you to shoot in different directions and all that. Hmm. Uh that is out September twenty seventh. Uh there's Eastward, an adventure game uh with RPG elements from Pixpill and Chucklefish publishing it. Uh and that is let's see in a near future society on the brink of collapse. Hardworking miner named uh John discovers a young girl named Sam in a underground secret underground facility, embark on an emotional journey across a wonderful weird world. and you know, bustling towns, campsites, shady forests, and that's out early twenty twenty. So, kind of uh, has a little bit of like Earthbound aspect to it. Mm. Kind of a lot of that. And uh, looks pretty neat. Uh, Torchlight Mm. 2, they touched on, which is out uh, in September. That's still coming to Switch. It has some exclusive uh, items for pre ordering it. Mm. You get a chubby pink unicorn as your pet. Uh, Risk of Rain 2 is coming to Switch. Mm. That's like the 3D sequel. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's out this summer. Wait, this summer? I guess it's coming out pretty soon, or is that next summer? I don't know. Yeah. That's weird. Because I didn't think I was coming to consoles anytime soon. But uh, coming out today is super hot. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw also you can play that with motion controls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With uh, the Joy Cons. So that's going to be weird. Bring a bit of like the VR controls into the the regular game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's Hotline Miami Collection, which has both games in it. And that's uh, that's pretty cool. Those games are good. Yeah. Uh, also coming is Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition, yeah. uh, September oh. 27th. And they say it includes some new stuff in it, but I don't think we have any details on that just yet. And there's also, let's see, they showed some other stuff. Uh, Blasphemous uh, from Team 17 is out on September 10th. Close to the Sun is 2019. Cat Quest 2 is fall 2019. Spiritfarer, which you saw at E3, was announced for spring 2020. Trine 4 is also coming to the Switch. Creature Noelle is coming out September 6th. One Finger Death Punch 2 is coming December 12, uh, December 2nd. Best Friends Forever is coming February 14th, 2020. I guess it's a game where you're uh, a dog. Mm. And you're becoming friends with humans. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a simulation game with a little bit of like visual novel to it. Mm. So... Uh, there's that kind of game. Uh, let's see. Best Friend Forever. Oh, That's that game. Uh, I don't know what it was. No, yeah. Fogs. P-H-O-G-S. That is a weird golfing game, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's the that's a game with the two-headed dogs. Okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, you remember Cat Dog? Yeah. Uh, what if it was two dogs uh, instead of a cat and a dog? They're going on wacky hijinks, I guess. Uh, okay. What the Golf is the golf game, yeah. which is like where you can knock around like physico- physics objects that aren't a ball mm. uh, and try and get them down the hole. I don't know how that works, but that's a silly game to have. Mm. Uh, there's Kine, K I N E. Uh, that is a 3D puzzle game. Uh, seems kind of neat. Uh, that's out. Twenty nineteen, Hypercharge. Hypercharge Unboxed, that's winter twenty nineteen. Uh, there's North Guard, which is like an RTS kind of game.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh that's coming out September twenty sixth. There's Sparklights, which is a game I saw some of earlier. Uh looks pretty neat. Kind of a uh how do I describe that? It? Like an action adventure game. Kind of a little mm-hmm. bit of Zelda, a little bit of uh kind of shooter stuff in there. So some mining I think as well. Uh and there's Munchkin, the board game has come into Switch as Munchkin Quack Quest. Hmm. Uh I, I think it's the board game. They turn into like a couch multi no, it's just a couch multiplayer game, I guess. Yeah. Just has that name. Okay. No, that is yeah, it's based on the Munchkin game.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. That's weird. Alright, nice. so
0: that's uh kind of it. Yeah, that's that's a lot of stuff coming to Switch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, apparently, the Switch is the indie king now. Uh, it's uh-huh. it's where everybody wants to be. So it's
1: kind of all the Makes platforms, sense. really.
0: Yeah.
1: There's just so much indie stuff coming out everywhere. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Now totally. we got like multiple like realistic skateboarding indie games now.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Somehow, I, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. None to multiple. That, that, that's great. Uh, and yeah, I got to play Skatebird. That's just that looks amazing. <laughs> uh, so move on to uh, some Gamescom recaps. Uh, the opening ceremonies, well, opening keynote, basically. Uh, yeah. There was some good stuff coming out of here. I'm not, not going to go through all of them, but there were a couple of that uh, that I wanted to uh, touch on. Uh Kerbal Space Program two got announced. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the console's the PC.
1: It's out next year. Yeah. Uh looks like uh the first game with a budget now.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to uh murder Kerbals in um uh more high fidelity looking ways. Yeah,
1: so. uh, it looks like you kinda of set up kinda of set up cities too. Yeah. So you got some more places to crash?
0: Yeah, crashing too. <laughs> So that's gonna be that's gonna be fun to ch- to check out. Yeah. Uh, they're bringing back Comanche. Uh, that's that game series hasn't been around for e- e- eons, and it's yeah. not going back. Uh, not much to say there. Um, yeah. Sega's doing a Civ style game called Humankind, which actually looks pretty damn good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm. that's uh, next year. Yeah, what else here? Little Nightmares Two. Uh, I don't really know too much about that because I didn't play the first one.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a little scary, kind of side-scrolling platformer kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah if you want to try out Need for Speed Heat, there's a mobile app that you can get that let you customize your cars for some reason. Mm-hmm. You, you put
1: balls on your license plate.
0: Yeah. So if they
1: if they censor that, put a Z on there.
0: Yeah. So that should get past it. That's a thing. Uh, what is, uh, We got a release date for The Witcher Three on Switch, which is October fifteenth. Yeah, uh, they
1: showed some gameplay for that, which is a lot of pop <laughs> hmm They turned the settings on the PC version all the way down. Yeah, turned everything off.
0: <laughs> Actually, I don't even think you could get the PC version to look that bad, but it does at least allow you to play The Witcher Three on a Switch. So yeah, there's that. Uh yeah, I can't really see anything else that I wanna uh, talk talk about. So if there was anything that struck you guys, um go ahead and check uh them out. let's
1: see there's I mm-hmm. have oh, yeah, Magic the Gathering Arena is now on the Epic Game Store or coming to. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. later this year. It's like the only non like third party app they're going to.
0: Yeah.
1: So otherwise you should just direct download it from their site.
0: Yeah. You know. It's Epic Store exclusive, kinda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as stores go. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So there's that. Uh, So anything else? And then there was the Xbox uh, announcement.
1: The inside Game Pass show.
0: Yeah, basically, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, What I'm getting from this is uh, Microsoft is really doubling down on Game Pass and just trying to put as much crap. uh, And I'll use that term loosely because a lot of the stuff they're putting on there is actually really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. so uh, yeah, Devil May Cry Five going to Game Pass. Mm. Yeah. Mhm. Uh, alongside Stellaris Console Edition, so that's you know that's pretty cool. Mhm. Uh, yeah.
1: the... Overwhelming game there. Mhm. That's just an easy pick up and play thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, not uh, not hard to learn at all. So. Mm.
1: Especially when you only got like twelve buttons.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, Age of Empires Definitive Edition goes to the PC side. So, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm.
1: I so play an cool. old ass RTS. Uh,
0: that was just you know remastered. So yeah, yeah. a so Kingdom Come Deliverance. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Yeah, that game is uh, game is flat out almost completely broken on PC. So look, look, you got that going for you. <laughs> yeah,
1: if you want to play that game without necessarily paying for it. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, game Pass is also getting Blair Witch. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. No, yeah. Just, I'm just gonna nope my way out of that one. Yeah, no, but I've uh,
1: heard from people are saying like the original movie's scarier than that yeah. game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so humans fall flat. Is getting another level. So that's yeah. Yeah, August 27th. That's next week. Uh, let's hear. Yeah, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Yeah. November 14th. 14. On yeah, both Steam and the Microsoft Store. Yay. The
1: weird thing is you get a discount if you already have the HD edition
0: on Steam. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. Yeah, that one was, uh, well, I guess it was kind of a remaster, but sort of. Eh. I like remastering the remaster. Yeah, we're we're, we're now two layers of remasters. Uh, so we got that going for us, I suppose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh what else we have? Well this it's gonna have like better AI and stuff, so it's not you know Yeah. It's at least some improvement. Mm. Uh Gears Pop coming out soon, actually. Uh next uh It's out now. Oh it's out now, August twenty second. Oh, yeah. Windows ten. Windows ten <laughs> I play and...
1: a phone game on my PC.
0: I, I don't want to no. know. I just don't. That's
1: the Windows. <laughs> that's the Windows Store experience. Yeah. Phone games on your PC.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: so even uh, the bird agrees.
0: Hmm. Uh, and then, uh, for some reason, Idris Elba is going to be in NBA 2K20.
1: Yeah. Rosario <laughs> Rosario Dawson. Some other people.
0: Yeah. So
1: I, you know why they do this? Why they have actual actors and such in there? Why? Uh, because the athletes can't do any voice acting. Uh, most cool. of them are not good at it.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, there's been videos, people posted of like maybe two K 14 and 15 showing like the bunch of athletes, uh, doing voice acting and they're terrible at it. Mm. So mm. they have like actual people that, uh, have made that their career.
0: Yeah. Fair. That's
1: it. a better way to go about it.
0: I, I guess it, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had one 2K20, 2K game that was written by Spike Lee. Um, that that went over real well. Uh, so. That was the more funny games I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, we had, uh, what, multiplayer mode announced for Ghost Recon Breakpoint, so that's a thing you could play if you want to. Yeah,
1: mm. Ghost War and Ghost Recon. Yeah. With the ghosts.
0: Yeah, PUBG cross-platform, we talked about that already.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they need to do is get Pac-Man and Ghost Recon.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: the most ambitious crossover event.
0: Yeah. Uh, so two new Xbox One controller designs that, um, yeah. They... I guess they're new. I guess.
1: My blue controller is kind of similar to that, just not as, uh, i got weird shit on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, no. And as a, I'm not. I'm not feeling those at all, to be honest. Yeah. I, I would rather get the rose gold, uh, PS4 DualShock. If if I'm, pretty honest with you guys.
1: Yeah. Mm. Uh, this the other one's called Night Ox, which is more like black, black and gray, like camouflage.
0: Yeah. Well, that one looks less offensive. So.
1: Yeah. The which... issue I always have is the they change the colors of the face buttons. Yeah. It's like just leave those the original. That's the only thing you need to change. Yeah. It's going those dumb little dots in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, the red one's on the right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, release window for Empire of Sin will be spring 2020. I thought we kind of knew that already. Yeah. But, yeah, but think I think it was only for... Mm. That
1: was a Switch announcement.
0: Yeah. It's
1: like they're reiterating it for people that think like, oh, maybe that's coming later mm. than the other consoles.
0: That's well, mm. not something you can take for granted these days. No. After yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, Microsoft announced a fan event, uh, XO19. Uh, It's going to be done in London. Phil Spencer is going to be there. Oh, so after Brexit. Yeah. yeah. (laughs)
1: This supposed to be a post-apocalypse event.
0: November 14th. So tentatively scheduled for November 14th, but they may not actually be able to get there. So that will be interesting.
1: It will burn down by the time they get there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) uh, but, uh, well, hotels will be very cheap, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? The Metro Exodus DLC, so if you want to get into uh, some more Metro content, you're going to get that. Uh, Gears 5, and then they ended with Gears 5 Horde mode, which I don't care about. I don't care about Gears 5 yeah. in the slightest.
1: So they now have, like, supers, like in Destiny or Overwatch. Yeah. So that's a weird thing that Gears has now. Mm-hmm just becoming kind of more of a uh hero game.
0: Yeah, it's all just coming becoming like homogenized the style of games. Yeah. So no, yeah. Nothing really that makes them stand out anymore.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's just basically pick the brand that you like and then play it because it's it's that. So. Uh but yeah, so decent announcements from, well, throughout the show. Yeah. Yeah, so, anyways. Uh, so, we got an update on that Ion Fury story that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what's going on yeah. there?
1: So, we've talked about THG Nordic and how they didn't uh, really do a, an adequate apology for uh, signal boosting HN. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, the Ion Fury devs, uh, about a week or so ago, are basically posting some really transphobic shit in their yeah. Discord. Mm mm-hmm. And 3D Realms kind of got sick of it and essentially put out their own apology, saying, uh, let's see, where is it at here? Uh, Wait, where is it? Okay, here we go. Uh, Okay, wait, where is it at? Uh, members of WordPoints, points, Ion Fury team have made sexist and transphobic comments and included homophobic, homophobic language in Ion Fury. We recognize these statements are insensitive, unacceptable, and counterproductive to causes of equality. We unequivocally apologize both for these comments and language, as well as for any pain they have caused the game community, particularly women and members of the LGBTQ community We take full responsibility for any damage has been done to the relationships we've worked so hard to build moving forward. VoidPoint will institute a zero tolerance policy for this type of language, and all employees and contractors will undergo mandatory sensitivity training as part of our efforts to contribute to uh, the work that must be done to further support these communities. We're donating $10,000 from Ion Fury's release date proceeds to the Trevor Project. We're also patching Ion Fury ASAP to remove mm-hmm. all unacceptable language, which included uh, these, like soap dispensers that said OK on it. Uh, throughout oh. the game.
0: Oh come on!
1: And people found like a weird, like supposedly developer uh, accessible uh, part of a level. It just said "fag bag" on it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah, it wasn't just what they were saying in Discord. It was stuff in the game <laughs> as actually well. Actually, in the game, yeah. Well, uh, uh, this is an actual apology, so yeah, yeah showing that they. Uh, wanted to make things right mm. and of course in response uh the uh the fans that uh, supported uh the Iron Fury devs uh decided to start harassing developers Ugh. on their discord posting lots of negative reviews on steam like to the point that the game has like a mixed uh review
4: mm. it's at a 7 out of 10 right now
1: mm. yeah Lots of people just uh, posting all the negative stuff they can. Yeah, review bombing. So, hmm. review bomb- bombing the game. Yeah, it's mixed right now. Thirteen hundred and ninety-five reviews uh, in the last like week or a s- couple of weeks. Hmm. Oh, Last week. Yeah. Overall, it's mostly positive, but uh, the recent stuff is mixed. So, yeah, they're complaining about. Let's see, like. Reset era cried, and the developers folded. As a rule, I don't support developers without a backbone, so I refunded. A shame as it had potential.
3: Uh,
1: There's one that keeps updating the review. Over 2,000 customers have agreed with the sentiment of my review. Here, making it the most helpful review over the entire time span of the game's tenure on Steam. Why is he talking about his review? Uh, I also saw uh, Ian Miles Chung uh, posted a review. That just trashed uh, SJWs. <laughs> so, of course, it got removed because it wasn't actually about the game. Yeah. They complained about censorship.
0: It's like you didn't actually review, review the, game. the game. Yeah. That's, that's like, kind of important to do if you're going to post something on Steam. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, it's just – yeah, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But, yeah. In the end, uh, I think this is well, the game's probably gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah. It's doing fine. Let's just put it that way. Uh, what else we got here? Apex okay, that this whole Apex Legends story is just I think we touched on it briefly with the uh well, the event that they did where you had um if you wanted that special axe you had to shell out basically hundred and seventy dollars to get it. To um,
1: ensure your chance to get it, Ensure a chance to uh-huh. get it, yeah. Um, but yeah, they announced uh, shortly after, like, they were going to change things up. Uh, a lot of people to buy them separately if they wanted to, so they can get the one item they wanted. Mm. Uh, some people didn't like how the prices were.
0: 20 bucks per uh, skin, that's, that's yeah. a bit
1: much. Yeah, but also in line with, like, what Fortnite gets away with. Mm. Um, but also... Like changing up some stuff just due to the feedback and being like, yeah, we're going to, uh, you know, keep reworking this stuff for the, the future and give you guys more of a heads up to what our plans are for this kind of stuff. Uh, and then obviously people are just furious because they can't, uh, communicate their feedback in a rational manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, shitting on the developers, calling them scammers, all this sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, if you want, uh, developers that otherwise want to be open and honest with you to never talk to you again like that's a good way to do it yeah uh, but it, uh, the people that were responding to them eventually kind of cracked and called uh, people are being jerks ass hats mm-hmm. uh, called one guy a dick uh, for just being over the line
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I think talked about somebody's asking about why the price is going to be cheaper they talk about like the the numbers they have basically show like the price doesn't matter because most of the players are freeloaders and the the others will just pay whatever. So going too cheap is likely to result in them not making uh, the like level of money they need to keep the game afloat sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so freeloader became a huge vulgar term that's... People got offended in a way that we hadn't seen since like GamerGate. Mm-hmm. Like people are taking offense to things like You know, if you're not the one speaking a dick to these developers, they're not talking about you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, that sort of thing. Like, uh, and so people got offended. Developers, like, you know, should avoid saying that kind of stuff. But also, you know, it happens.
0: Yeah. The the founder did uh, go on and apologize later.
1: Yeah, he Uh, said uh, on Friday we gave Apex fans an update on how we were changing the Iron Crown event. Some team then joined a discussion with our community on Reddit, and things got too big pretty bad place so our folks cross the line with their comments and that's not how we want respawn to be represented i apologize to any of our fans that were offended i will always stand behind the team here at respawn and support them on speaking out out against some of the toxic nasty comments being directed at them including everything from death threats to comments aimed at their family and loved ones yeah. but we should contribute to it and when uh when we do comment and add to the uh very thing we want to prevent uh, let's see, we need to lead by example. Last week we didn't do that. One forward will be better. Having an open, healthy relationship with our community is incredibly important to all of us at Respawn. And yeah, so of course the community uh, put out their own open letter address to Respawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see how self aware these people are, here it is. <laughs> you committed the ultimate cardinal sin, you got personal. You, as a team of professionals trying to make money, got personal. You got personal and decided to insult your playbase, calling us asshats and freeloaders. Not a wise move. We won't forget this. You've set a new tone for the kind of interaction we'll be having with you. It's a cold one. One where there aren't any illusions about the reality of the situation. Previous notions of family are dead. We are mere consumers to you, and that is obvious. You've chosen to bring in a new era of hostility and bitterness.
0: Well done. Great PR move.
4: Some people are taking this shit way too seriously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It's it's like dealing with kids,
1: yeah. People you know? that only see things in black and white, not like <clears throat> a gradient of ways to respond to people. Yeah, and it's like it's impossible to be reasonable with these people when they fly off the handle. The t- time, any time that anything is
4: said that's the least bit negative. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, I think I'm going to decide to respawn here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I will too. I mean, uh, of
4: the, like, like, okay, their developers flew off the handle a little bit. Hat.
0: Yeah, I mean, they flew off the handle. Sure, I mean, you, people get frustrated. Uh, it's yeah. how you respond to that. That's you know, that's that's the important thing. And uh, I'm not at all liking how the community is responding to this. Yeah, no, I. Huh.
4: Frankly, they, I think more Response developers They should, want to have an
0: open and healthy
2: relationship with their uh, consumers, that obviously is contingent on the customers themselves being healthy to deal with. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Frankly, like, I, I like, think more developers need to take this route. Yeah. Yeah. To basically, grow a pair.
1: Yeah. And you need, if you want the developers to actually be talking to you and asking for your opinions and taking feedback in, like treat them like or actual them people. Off. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't sit there and treat them like they're robots that are there
5: to withstand anything you sling at them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because oftentimes, when it comes to things like microtransactions, the developers aren't even directly responsible for how much they cost. Hmm. Um, you yeah. know, like, the d- different teams are assigned to that for various reasons. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's not easy. I mean, um, a big part of my day-to-day is logging into Facebook and Twitter and reading all the asinine comments people send about our game. And there are plenty. I manage. That. I manage social media that have more than a hundred thousand followers, and to be honest, the main reason why they're on them is so they can get free stuff. And then I hand out free stuff all the time. And either way, I'll get my hand bitten. Hmm. And, and um, you know, like um, I, I'm sure it happens at every developer. Like um, there's going to be a whole lot of internal conversations about how toxic their player base is. But at the same time, you can't really let any of that stuff get out because you know, uh, at the same like the, the, these these guys are the reason why like your game is making X amount of money. So Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a double edged sword. Um, I'm not saying I'm like, I'm on, I'm on a completely on, on response side, but you know, I, I do agree to, to, to both sides, uh, on a, on a a certain extent, but at the same time, you just gotta be better. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things um, I do is like actually last Friday, I held a, um, VIP event where we held, um, some of our top players, uh, Over in San Francisco for um, just a day to uh, tour our studios, meet our devs, and then end the day with uh, some um, dinner and and drinks, so that we can get to know them better and and, and at the same time they'll tell us what our what what our issues are with the game and things like that. So Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's really all about respect at the end of the day. Like um, the people I invited were the people that have given me constructive feedback without being disrespectful, and it all goes back to the point that. The problem with the internet and with gaming in general is that um the the vocal minority is just too much sometimes. Like sometimes I wish that the quiet majority would speak up a little bit a little bit more that way, you know, it seems like the the, the devs have some support, but it's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh the quiet majority really does need to be a little less quiet sometimes. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. So uh, and finally, we'll end on uh, this lovely bit of news. Uh, so, uh, Game Informer has been hit with some serious layoffs.
4: Oh yeah, they basically let go about eleven people. Mm.
5: Yeah, and that's all for a magazine, just for a magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, yeah, for their magazine site and their
1: uh, podcast and video stuff they do. Yeah, yep, uh, which is all really good. Yeah,
0: yeah, and this is coming, of course, because. Uh, GameStop, the the parent company, is having serious financial issues, and yeah, they've to, uh, been uh, kind
4: of hemorrhaging money for the yeah, last. They got to stop so. the bleeding. Yeah, and Game Informer is like a
1: steady, uh, steady performer for them. So like, hey, how about cutting less salary and you get a bigger percentage of that?
0: Yeah, which is like, a little that's... bit of a short-sighted way of going about it, because uh, if you cut the people that make the content that does well for you. Then you get less of the content that does well for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this can't <laughs> end well. No. It's like, yeah. uh, th- this company is kind of circling the drain at this point. Yeah. And, uh, they- they're looking for ways to continue to be relevant in a market that's just changing, well, very, very quickly. Uh, yeah.
5: So. Yeah, I mean, I, I empathize for everybody involved, and uh, it's tough because like I'm somebody that actually still likes to go to GameStop. They're my uh-huh. main place to actually get um, consoles and systems yeah. and things like that. Because and I've got
2: friends <laughs> who are employed by there and depend on GameStop for income. So I hope they can ride the ship somehow. But yeah, um,
4: well, one of the things they need to do, and I'll say this, just someone who uh, both has been a regular gamestop customer and one who did a short seasonal stint with them a few years ago um, those big enormous uh stores that they put that they got the ones that are like weird huge and spaced out yeah you can you don't you can get rid of those 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 suck
1: yeah most of the ones here are just kind of. Probably like a good fifteen feet wide, like not that big. Yeah, see,
4: those are actually much better because they're a lot more intimate. You know the they're easier to maintain.
2: And there's also another extreme though because I've I've been to some Game Stops that are like glorified closets. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, like where
1: if you're in a busy time, like they're like, okay, how can we form a line between all the the racks and such here? <laughs> yeah,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> that's. A- yeah, you got you got one guy who's like who's basically doing the limbo under the Funko Pop display because he can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Uh,
4: that's yeah. another thing they can do is just drop the Funko shit.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: or at least make that like online only.
4: Yeah, that takes up a lot of space. It takes that's up cool. too much space, honestly.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, for I, I, being I a for being a game seller, uh, specialty store. They sure have a lot
0: of non-gaming shit in there these days. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the th- yeah, I'm actually it's... curious about this, Dan because you uh, yeah. are a big fan of pops. You yeah, yeah, yeah. You collect. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you typically go retail when you get the get these, or do you always just buy online?
5: If it's something I really, really want, um, I will go retail because I have to check the condition of the box. Hmm. That's one of the reasons why, like I've. Gone online less and less because, like, some shipping companies, <laughs> Amazon, um, are really negligent with their packaging. Hmm. Uh, uh, be that as it may, GameStop is actually really, really good at their packaging, and I've, I've never had an issue with them at all. So, if they went online, I am completely fine with it. Hmm. Uh, so, the, the, the main reason why you see GameStop so huge with all these collectibles and stuff is because uh, they ended up merging with them, or they they absorbed uh, what, what, what's that toy company called? Um, it escapes me. Uh, but, they, um, well, they had acquired Think Geek, so yeah, 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 they they they, they acquired Think Geek, and that's that's the reason why you see all that inventory being taken up by that. Hmm. But you know, um, I agree with like some of you what what, what you're saying that so, some GameStops don't need to be as big as a Kmart. You know,
3: uh-huh.
5: it's supposed to be a stop.
3: Yeah, you
5: know, just you know, go there, get your game, maybe get six games, trade some shit in. That's it. Um, and you know, they they also like sell phones and tablets and all this stuff like I don't know if that if they really need that but I don't know I don't know if they're actually profiting off that stuff but like that's pretty much what it's become like, like honestly you um, want to... Yeah. yeah go ahead I got my PS4 because I traded in a Blackberry and the Blackberry had plenty of value into that so mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's useless cuz I've, I've used the service but um yeah like I I do think they need to size down like if 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 GameStop is suddenly reduced to like something like uh geek squad where it's in the corner of a store you know so be it like whatever you got to do to do to be profitable um that's why i'm not in agreement of them like you know firing half the game informer staff but you know it is what it is um yeah, yeah go go ahead brandon
4: i was gonna say uh if you know they could focus mostly on the games and if they want to, you know also sell uh like t-shirts or something you know that's also fine as long as it's you know related to you know the overall product at hand but
2: yeah. yeah. I'm just saying that at least 80%
0: of their stock should be uh, games
2: and accessories.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's it's We're in a, a very interesting market right now where uh, – well, I mean you've probably heard about those loot boxes now basically uh, You know, loot crate, <laughs> <laughs> Loot mm-hmm. crate has basically gone bankrupt. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think in the case of that company, it was ju- uh, just a matter of them expanding far too quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ended up with like what seventeen or
5: so different subscription boxes that they had them. Also, it, it, it's it's a weird business model. How can you promise eighty dollars worth of stuff for a box that costs thirty bucks to a consumer? Yeah, the math doesn't really add up there. Uh,
0: so yeah, there's it's it's that it's that kind of thing that's uh starting to uh, bite GameStop, you know, in the ass here. Uh, and then there's of course the the Increasing digital sales because a mm-hmm. lot of people just aren't buying discs anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, if game, I mean, if GameStop had a way of getting in on those digital sales, that might help them. Because um, I, do you I do know that? Chris does this a lot. He'll he'll go to GameStop, trade at, trade in a bunch of physical games, get gift cards, and then buy the digital version of the same game that he just traded in. Uh, yeah, if he gets, you know the. St- just get the, the digital code for that. That might be that might be something that uh, would help them survive a bit longer.
5: Yeah, there is there is no happy medium here. It's, it's Sony, so it sounds like a band aid. Hmm. they totally they didn't want you buying from GameStop. <laughs> so I
0: don't know. It's we will continue to follow this one as it uh, as it
5: develops. But
0: uh, yeah. I I have.
5: A I feeling like, uh, well, one of the guys I follow, uh, Imran Khan, he's actually based in San Francisco and not Minnesota. Hmm. So he was lucky enough to be poached by um, Kind of Funny, like, right after it happened. And he said he was in the middle of covering Gamescom stuff, and then someone just Skyped him saying, hey, uh, yeah, we're actually all being sent into uh, an office, so you want you might want to Skype us in, in Minnesota. And then that's where they found out they were all fired. <laughs> yep. So it, it fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's uh... Especially if you're in Minnesota when there is no other... A gaming company, or even a fucking, like, you know, gaming journalism thing happening over there. Like, they gotta yeah. go to California or Texas or Seattle or something.
1: Yeah. And um, one of the guys was on vacation <laughs> when he got the call that he was no longer needed a job. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is the most asinine corporate way of getting rid of people.
5: Yeah. They uh, also like, didn't get their benefits for the rest of the month with only a week left in the month.
1: Yeah. And they were squirted out, not able to get their stuff until, like, maybe a few days later, uh, unless they just
5: asked one of the other guys to. You know, grab the important things off their desk for them. Hmm. I've, I've never actually understood that as someone in the workforce. I mean, like, if I was fired, at least give me some time to pack my shit up, you know?
1: Hmm. I think it's probably, like, fears of people shooting them up, which is, like,
5: That's really right.
1: selling the people you employ uh, on the low end. Like, just saying, hmm. like, we don't even trust you that much to not kill people here. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've been here for, you
0: know, 10 years or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, It sucks. That's where GameStop is right now. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, man, will they be able? So do, to- you, do, you guys, do you guys see GameStop still being a thing five years from now? Maybe even three years from now. I, I honestly don't to,
4: know. But
5: my God,
2: what a shit show it is right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think also their issues. Is there's too many of them. Yeah, yeah. I have probably access to six within like twenty minute drive of me.
0: Hmm. I so Why the, the TV fuck TV do I need that many GameStops? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the big locations I think they really could close, because um, any any time I've gone to one of those really large uh, GameStop stores, I've never had a good experience there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I, I've always been uh, t- talking to a guy who basically just made me feel like I was an idiot. Yeah. Uh, you know, got talked down to that that kind of thing. it yeah. And then you know, when I go to the, one of the smaller ones, that's you know in the next town, but you know, it's still yeah. close enough. Uh It's like I, I'll get my I'll get my stuff and end up getting getting a fifteen twenty minute discussion about what's cool, what's cool, what indie games to look forward to, and you know, it's there's more of a sense of community at those smaller places. Uh-huh. And they,
4: well, like I said, it's because it's it's smaller. It's more of an intimate experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that's what they need to foster. That's how they survive.
1: Yeah. yeah. Essentially kind of acting like a mom and pop store. They need to Yeah. Somehow be the corporate version of that that isn't doesn't feel like a corporate
4: store. What's happening now is that as the big like the, the big like the big companies like GameStop are actually failing, the old mom and pop type game stores are actually making a comeback. Yeah. So, so yeah, they know how to operate with less. Yeah, mm-hmm. GameStop doesn't know how to do that.
2: And they understand the the value of limiting turnover. Yeah,
4: yeah. and also just the value of a one on one face to face experience.
2: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. That's no, the one where you have like metrics to meet.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been fortunate enough to never have a bad GameStop experience, and then there was one time when I was in a in a, lo- a location in New York because I, I wanted to buy um, the Pikachu game in the first day. Um and he was about to give me the whole add-on spiel, and I was like, nope, I don't want to hear any of it. And then after that, he was like, thanks, man, I, I don't want to say any of it. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so sometimes they appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, anyways. All right, so we'll end it there. Yeah. So if you're uh, not subscribed to the show, you can uh, do so at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, or your favorite uh, podcast aggregator. Uh, you can also do it at uh, anchor.fm slash Update, where you'll find all those links right there. Uh, don't forget to send us a message. There's a send us a message page. Hit the button. Record a message. We'll play it. Somehow. Uh, and uh, check us out at smashpad.com. Uh, you can read my Metal Wolf Chaos review. You can read Brandon's uh, Fire Emblem review. And uh I've got my Wreckfest review coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so for uh, Patrick Mifflin, Brandon Perkins, Chris Sologi, and Dan Victorio, I have been Filippo Dianolfo, and we'll see you next week.